Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone once again on the screened porch. It's actually the afternoon and I took a late day walk, which was kind of different. I should do it more often. Things change based on the time of day, don't they? Anyway, I loved hearing from so many of you about last week's talk about the healing sounds of nature and the joy of birds, especially in the winter when the world seems to be sleeping. Sue from Long Valley reminded me the cartoonish, pellated woodpecker we spoke about is the real-life model of Woody the Woodpecker. I guess I did know that, but uh, I don't know if you did, so I thought I'd mention it. So this week, we have another bird to chat about that came to me in a beautiful way, and it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. As I drove to the Karen Ann Quinlan Home for Hospice on Friday for my weekly volunteer sing... An enormous flock of snow geese was feeding on the farm field across from the home. I mean, there was probably thousands of them. I'm not kidding. And they swarmed up and then swarmed down. It was fun to watch them. The land was donated by the farmer, which provides beautiful views for the patients and families. Often the horses graze near the fence and view from the rooms, which is kind of neat to see and also brings great joy. As I arrived, my singing buddy Ken Roberts pulled in next to me. Did you see the field of snow geese, I asked, although I think he may travel a different way, and he said he didn't see them, but he said they can take down a plane. And of course, Ken, being a retired United Airlines pilot, he would have some knowledge of that. I didn't ask for specifics, but assumed he may be speaking of the one that landed in the Hudson River. You likely recall the story coined the miracle on the Hudson when U.S. Airways Flight 1549 made a heroic landing. There were injuries, but no fatalities, which was indeed miraculous. For those folks on the plane, a field of snow geese may remind them of that frightening day, while many see their beauty. Birds served as a prototype for the invention of airplanes, and now we fly amongst them. There's just something amazing still about that, isn't there? Snow geese are migratory, unlike Canadian geese, which don't always migrate, although 50 years ago they did. They say the large expanses of lawn areas created by suburban sprawl and office developments turned into a perfect goose habitat, so why take the risk to migrate? Although some flocks still do, and I love to see them flying off into the sunset (laughs) in the fall and then returning in the spring. Such a glorious sound. Snow geese are primarily white with black wingtips, and they're a bit smaller than Canadian geese, and they have pink bills, which are so cute. Some have dark plumage and are called blue geese. They nest in the Arctic tundra and commonly migrate here. It used to be they'd winter in the salt marshes and farm fields in South Jersey along the coastline and along the Delaware Bay shores, but now they are throughout the area. There's a book titled Song of the North Wind, a story of the snow goose, originally published in 1974, and then it was electronically republished in 2009. The author, who is Paul Johnsgaard, writes about a boy in North Dakota. He measures winters by the migration of geese, as did Native Americans for centuries. He shares the life cycle and migration patterns of snow geese and the dangers they face from hunters who kill 300,000 birds each year. 
and that statistic was when the book was first published. Its white feathers are symbols of the breath of life and a reminder of the roles the birds played as messengers between heaven and earth. The importance of the geese in these roles is evidenced by their prominence in Indian lore and myth. White feathers, especially after the loss of a loved one, are thought to be a message of love and protection from them. There was a time when snow geese were considered scarce, but because of how we farm fields, the theory is, they've made a remarkable comeback to the point of being considered an annoyance to some. Many farm fields are monocultures, which are one crop, which is not ideal for the earth, but makes for a wonderful place to land for these huge flocks of geese. Due to growing populations, these beautiful birds are now considered a pest and therefore ugly to some. What's interesting is if we didn't think of something as beautiful, we wouldn't consider something else as ugly. If something weren't considered tall, we wouldn't necessarily think something else is short. We label them instead of just allowing them to be. Isn't that kind of an interesting thought to think about? I don't think plants and animals do that, by the way. I mean, does a daffodil and a tulip in the same garden look at each other and say, you're ugly or you're beautiful? I don't think so. I'm curious what you think if you want to email me at askmarystone at gmail.com. It would be an interesting topic. It turns out it was a flock of non-migratory Canadian geese that the miracle on the Hudson Plain hit. There are all sorts of statistics on the number of bird strikes and their impact on aircraft, typically damaging planes but not causing fatalities. I read in a Forbes article, and I quote, Birds and other wildlife strikes are known to have killed 282 people and destroyed 262 aircraft from 1988 through 2018. That was according to an FAA report. So that doesn't seem insignificant to me, but I guess when you think about it over 30 years, it, it, I suppose it is. But again, there goes the judgment of what's a lot and what's not very much, right? My mind jumps back to when I worked on a design project for Teterboro Airport in Hackensack, New Jersey, where they had a resident dog chase the birds off the runway before planes took off. It was glorious to watch this dog do it, too, really. The Forbes article said, since the miracle on the Hudson... USDA scientists have stepped up research to help birds get out of the way, attempting to develop warning light systems as well as avian radars to help identify potential problems. So I'll bet since this report, there's probably been some progress on that, but I still think dogs are a good solution, at least at the ground level. Since banning the pesticide DDT and hunting regulations being tightened up, Bald eagles and the populations of most large flocking birds have increased markedly in the last few decades. The North American snow goose population has tripled from 1990 to 15 million. Traveling in massive groups creates a predator confusion, much like fish swimming in schools, bringing to mind the story we spoke about long ago in Episode 7 about the swarming blackbirds, which is about the grackles that come and visit every fall and late summer. Indeed, there can be safety in numbers if everyone gets along, and there is strength in the community. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Yes, indeed, seeing those snow geese was just stunning. I didn't realize until I was making the turn to the home for hospice just how many there were. Oh my gosh, roll down the window, take the photo. And of course, as you would guess, it's posted on the uh, column. I'll put a link in the show notes. 
So once again, thanks for joining me. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. And I would love to hear about birds that give you happiness, or any other critter for that matter. As I said before, you can email me at askmarystone at gmail.com or find me through the social links in the tag. Thanks again. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at gardendilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.